Yo, what's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from shows like Off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let's break this down. If you are a current Anchor user, don't worry about the changes. Everything will be the same with added new features. Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools, also provides free hosting with access to record, upload videos from podcast episodes, edit, add music to your show, monetize, Q&A questions, polls, distribute your podcast on streaming platforms tracking analytics plus the show's growth audience from international places canada usa international including long island and the five boroughs of new york and much more you can get money from sponsorship with no minimum listenership spotify for podcasters also offers hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners also keep track of the number number of streams these are the important keys to making a podcast if you like to create a podcast and be a guest co-host like myself you can download the free spotify for podcasters app on your iphones android phones ipads android tablets apple mac and dell laptops with windows or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, aka The Greginator. Thank you for listening to me and the podcast. Let's go.
All right. Good evening, USA, International, Canada, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonator, YouTube host with the most missing the still lonely nomad, man who holds the back doors of the Q5 and N24 buses, unstoppable independent podcaster, and of course, Queens, New York native of Lawrence and Queens, New York. And yes, you are rocking with the 314th episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains, New York Avenue podcast. This a comedy space for wild, wild, fun, crazy, wild, crazy, fun topics in entertainment news. There's music news, including hip hop, along with um, transit, along with everything else in between. And sorry for the little tongue tied um thing there but anyway um yes with live and direct from stream yard alongside with youtube and aside of myself it's just it's the instagram live feed of the podcast show page i do apologize for a little um difficulty for trying to um post episode 313 um unfortunately it was it it was a little difficulty um saying that the video has to be like a minute long so um, I am going to do a little recap on episode 313 as far as the previous topics that I just talked about before we get into um, this episode right here. So um, so if you are new to the channel and you miss any episodes whatsoever, don't worry, I got you back. All you need to do is go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me alongside with alerts so you'll be notified on when each podcast recording is going to start which includes the the date the month the day and the time and alongside and alongside with um when it'll be posted and uploaded to the youtube channel page all right so leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and of course and of course more live video content of the podcast episodes of course new and previous and be sure to listen stream and watch these episodes in case you miss any of them don't worry and of course um and of course um share the videos share the episodes you can also download the episodes but not only download, but you can also add it to your playlist, whether you have Spotify, um, Odyssey, whether you have Amazon Music, Deezer, Castbox FM, um, alongside with um, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and other streaming platforms on where wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um that way if you add the podcast to your playlist you'll be you'll be notified on when each new episode will be dropping so it'll really it really help all right yes so leave a lot leave a like in the comment along with the episodes and topics being discussed tell a friend to another friend and now handle the rest at the end of this show right here and the recording all right, so let me go over um, 
let me um do a little recap of um episode 313 before i even go on to um the segment of the new york mass transit file segment so let me go over let's go over the uh let's go over this actually so in um in episode 313 um i i i talked about various topics which includes a breakdown on the rumble app and the benefits behind it the new york city subway subways getting better armadale shooting lauren hill late ass again <laughs> rodway fans ran across the stage um michael strahan um 21 wipeout moments of 2023 <laughs> uh, mike jones take this Taylor Swift route following NLE Chopper. Uh, the weekend postpones his tour. Dr. Phil makes his return to TV with a new media network, Questlove, and the, the Balvany launches the craft of holiday ent- entertaining. And I did cover a little bit of a little eat and drink um topic. Um, in case you didn't see episode 313 you can watch it here on youtube right here um so there you have it right there and now that i got that out the way um what do you say we go to our our main particular uh our main particular yes our main particular uh segment right here which is the New York Mass Transit Files, man. We got a little transit talk to talk about right here. So let's get into it right here, right now. All right. Um, okay. All right. get into it let's get into it right here okay here's what's happening here um and i believe this was um prior to last month but anyway let's let's do a little recap of what happened last month so um according to the new york post at the after a years-long delay, the second phase of the Second Avenue subway extension is set to get underway, thanks to a $3.4 billion, billion injection from the federal government. This phase of the project will continue the line north into East Harlem from 96th Street to 125th Street and includes three new stations at 106th, 116th, and 125th Streets. Um, every, yes. So let me, hold on a second. Every dollar we need to build this is now here. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said at a news conference in Harlem Saturday morning. 
the, the total cost, the co excuse me, the, the cost total is expected to be $7.7 billion. Wow. Um, when the work is done, 300 people in the transit desert of East Harlem will benefit. He added, um, last week, Schumer and representative, um, Adriano, um, um, Espal Espalat, Adriano Espalat announced a full funding grant agreement with the Federal Transit Administration. On Saturday, they gathered near the, 120, the Harlem 125th Street Station um, with U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, Governor Kathy Hochul, MTA General Weaver, and other officials to sign it. Um, okay. So there's more. There's more. Um, about 30 union laborers were also in attendance, many in hard hats and fluorescent laborers, local 731 jerseys. The grant application for the project has been in has been in limbo since 2018. Um, though former former President Donald Trump voiced support for it, his administration declined to give it the go ahead. In 2021, Hoka pledged to resume the project. The first phase of the project which extended Q subway service from 63rd Street to 96th Street along Manhattan's east side wrapped in 2017. Um, a specific date for construction was not announced, but the project is expected to take around eight years once it does begin. Lever said that um, procurement to relocate the old utilities beneath 2nd Avenue is underway. Um, Okay, water, sewers, and electric and electric utilities are lo currently lo currently located underground and must be transported away from the construction zone, according to MTA plans. The MTA did not immediately respond to an inquiry about impending road and transit closures related to the work, but in plans has said it is trying to minimize the impacts. Construction for this phase will also include excav excavation for the new tunnel and stations, station entrances and ancillary buildings and connections to the 456 subway at Lexington Avenue. A post investigation in March built upon New York, New York University research revealed how the MTA's excessive design for stations twice as big as necessary compound with cost disadvantages due to union work rules and local regulations. More complex projects 
in Europe's oldest cities cost a fraction of this new phase of work. On Saturday, Buttigieg was asked if he was worried worried that the plug could get pulled on the project down the road. We're determined not to let that happen, but it is something that's on our radar, he told reporters. Um, building in New York ain't cheap, and we all know that, Lever noted. But with the Second Avenue subway phase two, you get the lowest cost per writer of any major rail project in the United States. Notably absent from the news conference was Mayor Eric Adams, who canceled a recent trip to Washington, Washington, D.C. and made a federal probe into donations made to his campaign. A piece of paper with his name. Hang on a second. Um, a piece of, hold on a second. Um, yes, yeah, a piece of paper. Hang on a second. Yes, a piece of paper with his name on it, two chairs down from Hoko remain empty. Um, yeah, so that so that's that. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um so okay, let's talk um All right, let's talk. Um, all right, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into something that is okay. Let's get into chatting on the jazz um, right here, and this is pertaining to Spotify. Um, Let's get into it right here. Now, I didn't even know. I didn't even know about the layoffs from Spotify, which I probably should have added that to the topic description. But um, I may, I may look into that right here. So here it is, chatting on the jazz. Okay, Spotify. Get into Spotify. Um, just a sec. All right, let's get into Spotify. Um, okay, so, um, all right, so. A spokesperson for Spotify, according to XXL Mag website, has released the following statement to XXL in regards in regard to reports of their new royalty model. We're always um, 
you know what I mean? We're always evaluating how we can best serve artists and regularly discuss with partners ways to further platform platform integrity. Um, Spotify will reportedly change their royalty model beginning in 2024 and will only pay out artists for songs that have gotten at least 1,000 streams. Spotify makes new minimum annual um, threshold for streams. Um, the digital streaming platform world is forever evolving. On Sunday, November 5th, Music Business Worldwide reported Spotify will adjust will adjust their ro- royalty model starting in the first quarter of next year. Beginning in January, songs must garner at least 1,000 streams annually in order to register royalty payments. Damn, 1,000 streams? Damn. Damn, you really making that shit harder. <laughs> and making that shit really harder. Here's the question I have here. Why would you make why would you why would Spotify make it harder for um music artists to um get royalty payments? Instead, you gotta wait for 1,000 streams. Like seriously, like like why? Why that's crazy, man. This is the craziest shit that I ever heard in my life, though, man. And I <laughs> I have to say, man, this is just beyond an epic fail right here. So the yeah, so um, this is crazy, man. And wow, wow. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, okay. So sources tell MBW the move is designed to demonetize a population of tracks that today, on average, earn less than five cents per per month. Um, this will reportedly allow Spotify to re re reallocate forty million dollars from songs that do not meet the threshold to songs that do. 
Interesting. Um, often, often, um, these micropayments aren't even reaching human beings. Aggregators frequently require a minimum level of pay out streaming royalties before they allow any artists to withdraw the money. The source tells MBW, we're talking about tracks whose royalties aren't hitting those minimum levels, leaving their Spotify royalty payouts sitting idle in bank accounts. Um, and um millions of songs were never played on dsps in 2020 so back in april it was revealed uh there were 38 million songs uploaded to the platform like spotify and apple music that were never played in 2022 dsps are also having to deal with the new ai issue which is artificial intelligence in May, Spotify revealed it had removed tens of thousands of AI artificial intelligence um, produced songs from their platform following complaints from major record labels. Hmm. Well, um, well, let's see. Okay, so let's take a look at um, some of the uh, rappers and hip-hop artists who sold their publishing for huge payouts okay starting with dr dre um 250 million dollars future 75 million dollars metro boom is 75 million dollars chuck d from public enemy um 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 to be to be determined um iggy is Iggy Azalea, um, eight figures. Um, the Dream, $23 million. Um, Timberland, um, to be determined. Um, Little Wayne, Young Money, $100 million. Murder Beats, um, to be determined. Zaytoven, undisclosed. Uh, Manny Fresh, undisclosed. Logic, eight figures. Nelly, $50 million. Wiz Khalifa, also um, not applicable. All right. And speaking of Spotify, I didn't even know about this too, man. So they really laid off some workers? Hang on a minute here. Okay, Spotify... laid off workers oh boy that's crazy man hang on a second who's on here all right um <clears throat> all right there um okay let's see let's see let's see 
So this was talked about last week. Um, according to NPR, the music streaming giant Spotify has announced it's cutting 17% of its workforce in a dramatic move aimed at slashing costs. In a demo, excuse me, in a memo addressed to staff, CEO Daniel Eck said it was critical that the company right-size its financial um, situation after hiring too many people in 2020 and 2021 when capital was cheaper. The Spotify of tomorrow must be def defined by being relentlessly resourceful in the ways we operate, innovate, and tackle problems. Eck wrote, this kind of resourcefulness transcends the basic definition. It's about preparing for our next phase where being lean. Hang on. Yes, being lean um, is not just an option, but a necessity. Um, this latest round of cuts, the third this year, equates up to about 1,500 jobs. According to a CNBC score, the source suit, yeah, CNBC source that said the Swedish company currently employs about 9,000 people across more than 40 global office locations. Damn, son. You got to feel bad for the you got to feel bad for the workers, man, getting laid off and shit. You really do. You really do, man, and that sucks. So, across the tech company, no, across the tech industry, excuse me, um, tens of thousands of positions have been cut in the last year as a slandemic era boom continues to fade. According to the tech job tracker layoffs, um, FYI, more than 200, 250,000 tech workers have been laid off since the start of the year. Um, still, the size of 
the Spotify cuts may feel surprisingly large for the moment, Eck wrote. Um, the company posted $34 million in operating income during the third quarter earnings call, its first quarterly profit since 2021. Ooh. Ooh, that's crazy, man. This is the craziest shit that I ever heard from a streaming platform to be laying off people. And that really, that's, that fucking sucks, though. That sucks, man. You know what I'm saying? But, um, anyway. Um, lower... Personal costs driven by two small rounds of cuts was one of the factors cited for saving costs. The company cut 6% of its workforce, about 600 employees, in January. Um, it laid off another 2% of staff, roughly 200 roles, in June. Um, as At the same time, Spotify raised prices on its subscription plans and set a lofty goal to reach a billion users by 2023. It currently has over 570 million of them, a little less than double the number of listeners the platform attracted in 2020. The company has also shared its vision to go beyond music and expand in audiobooks and podcasting. A space that's feeling a financial strain and steep competition for both listeners and advertisers. Since 2019, Spotify has spent close to a billion dollars buying up podcasting studios, signing exclusive deals with celebrity hosts, and most recently investing in generative um, AI, aka artificial intelligence ad creation. Oh, gosh, no. But all this investment has come with high-profile headaches and still failed to turn a profit. The company's layoffs in June were specifically focused on downsizing its podcast division. As of as of eight thirty a.m. on Monday, Spotify shares went were up about five percent in pre-market trading. Departing employees will be offered approximately five months of severance pay, plus healthcare coverage, vacation pay, immigration support, and two months worth of career search assistance, according to X statement. Wow. Yeah. That has to be more of a headache, though, man. You know what I'm saying?
Okay, speaking of a headache, man. Ah, man, you I know everybody's been talking about this on their podcast and stuff about um on uh, what went down with um Melissa Barrera. Um even YouTube even YouTubers of the screen of fans of the screen franchise basically reacted in anger and outrage and stuff like that. But here's what's going on here, man. And 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 you know, I didn't want to do I did not want to do the Israel thing, but the only reason why I picked this topic was in regards to the firing of Melissa Barrera. So here's what's happening here. Actress Melissa Barrera has been fired from the next screen film screen film sequel after its makers said her pro-Palestinian social media posts were anti-Semitic. The star has posted regularly about the Israel-Gaza conflict, including rehash, re- resharing one post that accused Israel of genocide and ethnic cleansing. I don't know why she would use those those words, but um, but um, that's beyond me. But I think the wording was a little off, though, for some people. Um, production company Spyglass said it has zero tolerance for anti-Semitism. Meanwhile, Susan Sarandon has been dropped by her Hollywood agency after speaking at a pro-Palestinian rally. Sarandon, who started in Thelma and Louise, has not commented on her situation. On Wednesday evening, Mexican actress um, Barrera defended her comments. Posting on Instagram, um, she wrote, in quote, I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that no governing body should be above criticism. I pray. I pray day and night for no more deaths, for no more violence and for peaceful coexistence. I will continue to speak out for those that need it most and continue to advocate for peace and safety for human rights and freedom. Um, silence is not an option for me. Uh, before her departure was announced, Barrera reshared a quote from another another account on her Instagram story, which read, at the end of the day, I'd rather be excluded for who I include than be included for who I exclude. That post has been inter- interpreted by some of her followers as a reference to her being sacked from this film. Barrera has led the previous two screen movies and has also starred in the recent screen version of Carmen and the 2021 adaptation of stage musical In the Heights, which flopped. Um, Other posts shared by Barrera in recent weeks have included one about distorting the Holocaust which I think she took it a little too far on that one um, to boost the Israeli arms um, industry and another saying Gaza was currently being treated like a concentration camp. That's a little extreme. Um, in a statement released to Variety, a spokesman for um, Screen 7 production company Spy Glass said its stance was unequivocally clear (laughs) well yeah this is 
Yeah, this is just crazy, though, man. But, you know, yeah. Hold on, man. This is this is just crazy. And I hate to be the person to say this, um, but this isn't about this is not about uh, free speech, okay? His, let me break down what free speech is pertaining to. This is pertaining to protections from the government. It has nothing to do with. Um, it has nothing to do with um, with people liking your comments, not liking what you said. It's not about that, man. You know what I'm saying? And the thing and the thing about free speech is that there's going there's always limitations. And I want to and 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 I got to say from what John Campier, a fellow YouTube YouTuber and podcaster who said that um about the whole Melissa Barrera situation is that if you are under a if you're under a company and under somebody or whatever, and you're you're the face of it, you're basically you're basically you 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 like you're basically making them look bad. You know what I'm saying? And um, you're basically trying you're basically trying to drag everybody in the business down, which is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And funny thing is. Why are a lot of celebrities speaking up about this if they don't have any solutions to to solve this mess? You know what I'm saying? Like seriously, I get I get that you want to express yourself in terms of what's going on in Gaza, in terms of the, the terrible things Hamas is doing or whatever, but at the same time, you gotta have a solution to back it up. Otherwise, you're just full of talk. You're basically full of shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I don't really do politics on my podcast because number one, it's always it's always somebody trying to force somebody to choose a side. It's not about sides. You know what I'm saying? It's not about sides. It's not about size at all, man. And I'm not going to get into any further on what side do I pick. I'm not going to do that. All right. So, yeah. Was it wrong for Spyglass to find Melissa Barrera? Uh, it's a tricky, it's a tricky um thing, man. It's really tricky right there. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, folks, they are a, a fucking business. And from what I've heard from certain YouTubers, it's not about liking the person. It's about making money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're a film company. And and I don't think film creators and stuff like that shouldn't shouldn't be blamed for all this shit though, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just trying to be neutral here. So yeah. I'm just trying to be neutral here, folks. So, you know, it's just Ah man, and, and and I don't know about a lot of people who say that they're not gonna see Scream Seven, but you know how 
people would actually say that they're boycotting something, but they really don't go through with it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that sometimes they could be full talk. They could be full shit. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah. There you have it right there, man. Um. All right. So. It said we have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the excitement of hate in any form, including the false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line in hate, into hate speech. Christopher Landon, who is expected to direct Scream 7, stylized as Scream, um, what is it, Scream 6. Um, appeared to reference, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, stylized as Scream, what is it? Yes, Scream 7, yes, 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 Um, appeared to reference the situation on social media. In a deleted, in sense deleted post on X, he said, everything sucks, stop yelling, this is not my decision to make. The Scream franchise was rebooted in 2022 with the fifth film taking $137 million at the box office and the sixth earning $169 million as well. Barrera played Sam Carpenter in the films. The the older sister um, of Tara played by Jenna Ortega, who who basically um, said that she couldn't do the Scream um, 7 film because she has not only not only wednesday but also she has a beater juice sequel that she has to film too so you know prior to all this um she did all this jenna ortega did all this was way before the firing of melissa barrera this was way before the firing um so anyway um the rebooted films also starred courtney cox david arquette and Nerve Campbell reprising their original roles. Um, Deadline reports that Ortega will not be returning for Scream 7 due to a scheduling conflict. Barrera's firing following, followed news that um, actress Sarandon, was, Sarandon has been dropped by talent agency UTA. She has been criticized for telling the rally last week, there, there are a lot of people that are afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be a Muslim in this country so often um, subjected to violence. Well, she went too far too. She's way off, man. Hold on. And shouts to Queen's Finest. Queen's Finest 886, man. Shouts to Dominique in the building. I hope everything's all right with work. And, and your weekend and and your vacations all right i hope you enjoyed your vacation in antigua <laughs> anyway um anyway let me let me just um continue on she also said people were educating themselves people are stepping away from brainwashing that started when they were kids serenity encouraged attendees to be strong be patient be clear and stand with any anybody who has the courage to speak out a senior figure at another hollywood agency um maha doc hill of CAA has also had backlash for instagram posts about the conflict one of which said uh 
Hang on a second here. Yeah, Warren Wish said that uh um um what's more heartbreaking than witnessing genocide? Witnessing the denial that genocide is happening as a result, um Miss Doc Hill was relieved of her duties as co-chief the motion pictures department although she was allowed to remain uh an agent according to variety uh the and other trade publications one uh one of her most um famous clients tom cruise tom cruise made it known to cwa that he was backing miss doc hill cruise reportedly met her at the agency's office last week to show his support for Miss Doc Hill in person. The, conf the conflict began when Gaza-based gunmen from Hamas attacked southern Israel on October 7th, killing about 1,200 people and taking about 240 others hostage. Um, Israel launched a military operation to, to destroy Hamas in response. More than 14,000 people in Gaza have been killed, according to the Hamas-run government. Israel and Hamas have now agreed to a deal to release 50 hostages being held in Gaza during the four-day pause in fighting. I think they released more than 50, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if I'm not mistaken, though. Um, there is another... There is another... Um, there is another story about this, too, man. Um, there's more to this actually. Hold on a second. Let me just do hold on a minute here. Yeah, um that was from BBC BBC. Um and this is according to Variety, actually. So spy media group initially declined comment when variety broke the news that the company had dropped melissa barrera from the cast of screen seven but now the production banner behind the hit horror french franchises revival is pushing back on an on a narrative that has quickly um um coalesced around the decision that barrera was fired for showing support for the palestinian Palestinian cause. Instead, a spokesperson clarifies that Barrera's posts were interpreted as anti-Semitic. Spyglass stance is unequivocally clear. We have zero toleration um, tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incitement of of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flag flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech a uh, spyglass spokesperson tells variety in the wake of the october 7 hamas terror attacks and israel's um sus subsequent attacks on gaza barrera has been posting on her instagram about the conflict resharing the post that accuses israel of genocide and ethnic cleansing um and i think she did she did more than that too um and from and one from um jewish currents magazine 
about distorting the Holocaust to boost the Israeli arms industry. Um, Spyglass quickly cut ties with the in the Heights after following the following the uh, the post. Um, let me see. Following the post, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, so Barrera was slated to star in the next screen outing after leading the fifth and sixth entries over the past two years. Um, Barrera is no longer working with a publicist. Um, Variety has reached out to a manager for Barrera for a response. Filmmaker Christopher Landon, who is slated to take over directing duties on Scream 7 um, after Matt Bettinelli opened and Tyler um, Gillette stepped away after steering the franchise revival. Initially offered a statement on Barrera's exit, though his post on X, formerly known as Twitter, has now been deleted. Yes, everything sucks. Stop yelling. Um, this wasn't my decision. Hold on. Melissa Barrera is bringing her silence a day after being fired from Scream 7. Over social media posts she made about the Israel-Hamas um, war that produces Spyglass Media Group deemed hate speech. In her in a statement, hang on a second, hang on a second. Hang on a second here. Hang on a second here. In a statement posted to its Instagram story on Wednesday, the actress, age 33, condemned hate and prejudice of any kind and vowed to continue speaking out for people in need. First and foremost, I condemn anti-Semitism and Islamophobia. I condemn hate and prejudice of any kind against any group of people, Barrera wrote. As a Latina, a proud Mexicana, I feel the responsibility of having a platform that allows me the privilege of being heard, and therefore I have tried to use it to raise awareness about issues I care about and to lend my voice to those in need. Um, she added, every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation or socioeconomic status deserves equal human rights, dignity, and of course, freedom. I believe a group of people are not their leadership and that no governing body should be above criticism. I pray every day and night for no more wars, no more deaths, for no more violence, and for peaceful 
coexistence. Barrera could concluded by saying she would continue to advocate for peace and safety for human rights and freedom. Silence is not an option for me. News broke Tuesday that Barrera, who starred in the fifth and sixth screen movies, had been dropped from the seventh installment um, of the slasher franchise in response to a series of social media posts expressing support for Palestinian cause, cause um, and criticizing Israeli actions. Spyglass said in a statement, we have zero tolerance for anti-Semitism or the incident of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. Um, yeah. Barrera's statement also came hours after the news wrote that her co-star Jenna Ortega, who played her sister in the last two Scream movies, would also not be back for Scream 7, reportedly due to scheduling conflict, which I just explained a little earlier, um, which I explained a little earlier, actually. Um, it's unclear which direction the next film will go from here, as Barrera and Ortega had seem poised to be new faces of the franchise so from what a youtuber was talking about um i believe that um that they're gonna start from scratch and come up with a new story unfortunately so um i might do i might do a little a little um update on that one right there i'm not sure but you know, we'll see what happens.
There was another post that, that was deleted too, and and um, what she said. I have been actively looking for videos and information about the Palestinian side for the last two weeks or so, following accounts, etc. Why? Because Western media only shows the other side. Why they do that? I'll let you deduce your, deduce for yourself. <sighs> this is this is like. Let me see. This is just basically crazy. I think the wording, the wording was a little off for some people. You know what I'm saying? It was just a little off though. So, um, so, you know, you know, at the end of the day, man, these filmmakers and all that stuff, they're in business with Spyglass to make money. It's not about who you like. You don't have to like the you don't have to like the things or what a person says or whatever you know what I'm saying, because not everybody's going to really agree. And like I said earlier, um, if you're gonna speak out on certain things, you better have a solution to back your shit up, because if you don't if you don't have a solution to back your shit up, you're basically you're basically full of shit. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to waste my time taking sides on anything for that matter. You know what I'm saying? Was it terrible for, um, was it terrible for, for Gaza and, and Israel to be attacked? Yes, it was terrible. It's terrible. Yes. And I guess, I guess we have to see what happens um, in the future. And, you know, every single fan out there who cares for Melissa Barrera and stuff like that, um, yeah, y'all the, the real ones right there. You know what I'm saying? So, so I, you know, every Scream fan out there is wishing her the best, um, depending on what... Um, what new ventures of of other projects that she has or whatever so you know remains to be seen man all right let's move on man from this shit though man all right so let's move on from this shit though man um okay now i named this episode mixtures of cereal snacks on donut breads because it has to, because this is pertaining to beans bagels, all right? Beans bagels, okay? So in case you don't know what that is, um, I'll fill you in on this one right here. We are a, and this is from their website, beansbagels.com. We are a modern bagel store specializing in exotic bagels and cream, cream cheeses. We have been featured on Fox News and the New York Post for our signature signature Dorito bagels. <laughs> oh my gosh. So so let's get on let's find out what they're about though. Let's find out what they're about though. Let's yes, we already know about that. Um now I want to get into their menu actually. Let's get into their menu. So 
So this right here is okay. So hang on a second. Beans bagels menu. Okay, so we pride ourselves through our bagels, hand rolled bagels only, kettle boiled, then deck oven baked. <laughs> There's no better bagel. Um, so traditional bagels, which uh, of course plain, cinnamon, raisin, egg, egg, everything, everything. Onion, garlic, poppy, poppy, um, sesame, rye, whole wheat, whole wheat, everything, twist, flats, salts. Modern is French toast, Cheetos, jalapeno cheddar, Doritos, rainbow Grinch. <laughs> oh man! And holiday, and with the holidays around the corner, holidays are here. You can call for your catering. So crazy bagels. So you have we have unicorn, rainbow bagel, birthday cake, cream cheese, and raspberry crumb. The French toast bagel, chocolate chip, cream cheese, and banana nut bread. The Dorito bagel, cooler ranch Dorito bagel with veggie cream cheese, tomato, and tomato and bacon. No, I don't pronounce it tomato. Um, some people pronounce it differently. Um, you know, some people pronounce it differently. So I'm not even gonna get into all that. Um, beans locks, acne. <laughs> acne. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, not to be confused with the cartoon folks, but that's just the name of it though, man. Acme Nova Locks, <laughs> scallion cream cheese, tomato, red onion, and capers. Avocado toast, nasty as hell. Um, everything seasoning, shaved palm, which is short for Parmesan, tomatoes, balsamic, glazed. The Cheeto, <laughs> that's the craziest combination. Um, Cheeto, flaming hot Cheeto bagel, jalapeno smear, bacon hash brown lettuce. <laughs> oh man, French toast bagel. <laughs> oh shit. And there's some breakfast staples. All sandwiches are served on your chice. Your choice of bagels, um, roll, wrap, hero, or platter. Staples are served with a side of home fries and a small coffee, tea, or small OJ, which is orange juice. All eggs are cooked to the customer's liking. French toast supreme, um, staff favorite. Scrambled eggs. Bacon, cheese on a, a shallah French toast. Um, burn bust, barn buster, excuse me. S sausage, pepper jack cheese, hash brown, and avocado. Leroy signature. It's bacon, spicy, three pepper, um, Kobe jack cheese, hash brown, avocado. French toast, shallah French toast served, powder, sugar, sliced strawberries. Buttermilk pancakes, two large pancakes with choice 
of topping blueberry, strawberry, chocolate chip, or banana. Very veggie. Chop, chop mushrooms, tomatoes, spinach, red onions, and broccoli in an egg white omelet with melted Swiss. Aleko, popular. Chopped spinach, tomatoes, and red onions in an egg white omelet with melted feta. Um, we have wild western omelet, diced ham, red onions, and peppers with melted cheddar. Southwest breakfast wrap, scrambled eggs, um, black beans, avocado, corn, pepper jack, honey, chipotle sauce. Now, signature lunch sandwiches, proudly using boar's head meats and cheeses. All sandwiches includes a bag of chips or a side salad. Um, Reuben, pastrami, coleslaw, Swiss, Russian, the daily. Um, breaded chicken cutlets, red onions, banana peppers, lettuce, and horseradish sauce. Wilson's Way, um, breaded chicken omelet, excuse me, breaded chicken cutlet, bacon, cherry peppers, coleslaw, pepper jack, cheese, and honey chipotle sauce. Chicken bomber, breaded chicken cutlet, bacon, um, um Muenster cheese, never heard of it. <laughs> um, roasted red peppers, <laughs> lettuce, and honey mustard. Delilah. Grilled cheese, avocado, mozzarella, balsamic, spinach, tomato, the quag, the grilled chicken, peppers and onions, moderate jack, lettuce, honey chipotle, the jacks, breaded chicken cutlet, American cheese, bacon, tomato, Russian dressing, taste of Italy, grilled chicken, melted mozzarella, roasted red peppers, lettuce, pesto, mayo. And um, paninis. All sandwiches include bag of chips or a side salad. The buff chick. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. Um yeah, the buff chick. <laughs> Buffalo chicken, um, Winster, carrots, cucumber, lettuce, hot sauce, and ranch. Lexi Lou <laughs> breaded chicken, cutlet, melted mozzarella, spinach, roasted red peppers, pesto, um, um paisano panini, fresh mozzarella, tomatoes, red onion, spring mix. Um, balsamic and pesto 
Philly panini, hot roast beef, provolone cheese, caramelized onions, gobbler, crowd fave, honey maple turkey, Swiss lettuce, and honey mustard. Beanie panini signature, grilled chicken, pepper jack peppers, honey chipotle sauce. Club sandwiches, proudly using boar's head, meats, and cheeses. All sandwiches include a bag of chips or a side salad. Steakhouse, house-made roast beef, melted cheddar, onions, lettuce, um, BBQ sauce. All right. So this is the list of menus. You can check out for yourself. You can go to the website, which is www.beansbagels.com slash menus. So you can check out the menus for yourself, and you can check out the types of things that they put on there. So you can try it out for yourselves, all right? Um, and I'm pretty sure they're going to have the cost on there, too, which I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get to that one right there. So um, let's get to... Let's get to the next topic here, man. Um, let's get to the next topic here, man. Um, hang on a second. Um, all right. So, um, let's get into. All right, let's get into some um let's get into some um All right, we're going to get into some movie stuff and then we'll do the TV stuff after. All right, so let's get to Okay, let's get to the movie stuff right here and which is um our movie Man Cave Popcorn pertaining to Pertaining to um, Michael B. Jordan, who is set to direct Creed 4. Let's get into it right here. In this week's movie, Man Cave Popcorn. All right. All right. Sorry about the wrong button, but anyway, um, let's get to Michael B. Jordan. All right. Let's get to Michael B. Jordan. Um, 
Okay, this is according to Deadline. Um, so Creed 3 producer um Erwin Winkler said Saturday at Deadline's contenders film, Los Angeles, yeah, Los Angeles event. Um, that Creed 4 is in the works with franchise star and Creed 3 director Michael B. Jordan to helm it. End quote. We are planning to do Creed 4 right now, Winkler said on stage during a panel for Creed 3. The MGM, the MGM Amazon Studios pick that bowed in March and grossed more than $275 million at the worldwide box office. We have a really good story and a really good plot. We got a little delayed because of the strikes. But about a year from now, we're going into pre-production. Winkler also confirmed that Jordan will be returning to direct after his feature helming debut on Creed 3. He will be, Winkler said. He did such a great job. He was comfortable with the camera. Panelist and producing partner Elizabeth um, Raposo added in regards to the success of the third film in the franchise. We're just glad that this one worked and people want to see more. Also on today's Creed 3 panel was writer Keegan Kugler. The Creed franchise, which picks up after the end of the Rocky movies, stars Jordan as Adonis Creed, the son of Rocky Balboa's greatest opponent, tracking his rise in the boxing world and the impact that has on his family and legacy. The franchise has grossed more than $663 million globally through the first three movies. Glowing blue, glowing beauty, two shouts to you, and um, and shouts to Azalea Corbett. All right, so, um, all right, let's continue. Okay, um, further digging into the creative forces behind Creed 3 and Jordan's in-depth involvement with the film, Winkler's today also reflected on the strength and success of the Rocky franchise, of which Creed is connected. Michael and the creative team had the beautiful vision from the start to create a wholly new and different experience for this movie, Winkler said. It had to be firmly cemented in what we all know, the Creed and Rocky movies for it had to have great action boxing, but we also really examined what kind of movie we were making. And a lot of that, those early days with Michael were spent crafting how we were looking at the Damien character, which is why I think everyone responded to the death not only on the page, but also on the screen. 
you spent half the movie having deep sympathy for him and understanding his vulnerability. <clears throat> and in other movie news, um, let's get to in other movie news in a second. Oh shit, I'm sorry. Um yeah, um All right, um before I continue with the movie news, let me let me get let me get to T Grizzly. Um let me get to T Grizzly. Um All right, so this is from Source. Um, last week, T Grizzly released his latest project, T's Coney Island. The album not only showcases his return to his musical roots, but it also pays homage to his hometown Detroit. This 16-track journey, followed by a 20-track deluxe version just a week later, is named after the iconic Detroit diner, Coney Island. T Grizzly's album displays his lyrical proudness power excuse me um focusing on classic street narratives and the kind of gritty poetry that first put him in the spotlight with the quadruple platinum hit first day out this album marks a return to the raw unfiltered storytelling that t grizzly is celebrated for t's classic detroit flow floats seamlessly over the cinematic and high energy production making it hard for listeners to make to make to remain um, uninspired, jumping from pocket to pocket, dropping as many personal anecdotes as clever bars. T's Coney Island is the type of album you put on in the car and drive around the block until it's finished. A second. Yes, the album starts with Ain't Nothing New, where T Grizzly breaks the third wall, engaging directly with the listener while setting the tone for what's to come. The rest of the album shows that Detroit style as well as some additional versatility and sounds, particularly City of God with Chris Brown blends early 2000s hip hop with modern Afrobeat and reggaeton influences. On the album, T includes the remix to the hit song Gorgeous with fellow Detroit rapper Skiller Baby, also featuring the City Girls. Other notable collaborations include Loophole with 21 Savage, Tried and Tried Again with Corday, as well as songs with Machine Gun Kelly, Mariah the Scientist, and Finesse Two Times. On the deluxe, T gets more high-profile friends to um, trade verses with, such as Lil Yachty, PMB Rock, um, Mozzie, and Cash Doll, and other Detroit st- staple in the rap scene. T Grizzly's um, storytelling prowess, sig- singular perspective, and beat selection on T's 
Coney Island and affirms his status as a budding vision visionary in the rap scene as he effortlessly melds his classic style with personal and professional growth. The final track, Charles Brown, is particularly poignant, featuring a soulful beat with a crying guitar as Grizzly reminisces on life and how far he has come. Ending on an inspiring note, um, and keep going. T's Coney Island stands as a testament to T Grizzly's roots and growth. From the epic opening track to the soulful finale, the album traverses through different eras and styles, blending them into a coherent narrative that is uniquely T Grizzly. Um, let's see. There's also, um, all right. So there's also some some um, music related stuff actually that I gotta get to. All right, so hip hop albums. Okay, let's get to it here. So let's let's see. And this is according to Hip Hop DX. So as with every every year, twenty twenty three saw the music industry adjust to the wave of new trends that so often dominate the prop the pop culture conversation. The initial buzz brought about by TikTok artists in the 2020s began to normalize with major label backstars now mainstays on the video sharing platforms stadium tours and music festivals seem to multiply like gremlins after a swim <laughs> um, popping up in their droves in both major markets and local communities and hip-hop music as a whole lost some ground to country afro beats reggaeton and other genres yet it still stayed number one thanks to collaborations with some of the world's biggest international stars but that doesn't mean there was a shortage of top quality hip-hop albums released this year whether it was the return of travis scott after the astroworld tragedy killer mike dropping his first solo album in over a decade Nas teaming up with um hip boy once again danny brown showing what a difference sobriety makes to his musical output or stellar projects from cult figures <sighs> i'd rather say classic figures man such as larry june um um Vise and no name don't know why you name yourself that it was quite a, the year for rap fans however um, only five can be considered for Hip Hop DX's best hip hop album of 2023, lauded for a variety of reasons. Whether that's top notch production, um, pristine lyricism, detailed storytelling, um, unimpeccable, unimpeachable, excuse me, charisma, or seamless cadence and flow, each LP caught the attention of fans and critics alike, standing head. Um, and shoulders above everything else released over the past 12 months. So without further ado, you can check out the nominees for Hip Hop DX's Best Hip Hop Album of 2023 below. And you can review all the other Hip Hop Award categories and nominees. All right, so let's see. Okay, starting with Danny, starting with 
um Quaretta, Danny Brown. We have Michael by Killer Mike. Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin. Magic 3, Nas. Utopia, Travis Scott. Um, Glorious Game, Black Thought and L. Michael's Affair. Uh, Vordaya by Earl Sweatshirt and the Alchemist. Um, the Great Escape by Larry June and the Alchemist. Um, Sundio, no name. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Gander by V's. V's. <laughs> oh man, listen. This is just beyond me. Um, let's see what else we gotta talk about here, man. Um yeah, so let me continue with the movie news part, man. I wanted to actually make sure I didn't forget to talk about the music related stuff. So let's continue with the movie stuff. Um, because starting with um Starting with Dashing Through the Snow. All right. So Dashing Through the Snow, according to Variety. And Dashing Through the Snow, Little Rel um, Howery has the off-the-cuff funk energy of a hustler who's so quick that you believe his spiel before you've had the chance to outthink it. The whole issue is the whole issue of believing is key to the movie. Since Harry plays Santa Claus, or perhaps a petty criminal who's pretending to be Santa Claus, the character calls himself Nick, and he's dressed as a variation of on the old school Victorian Santa, half frame glasses, a coat festooned with gold buttons, and paramilitary shoulder flaps, a vest of gold finery, along with a few token bits <laughs> um yeah token bits of street cool um which is pearl earring two-tone beard fingerless gloves fingerless leather gloves oh boy and um howry's howry's um line readings sound improvised and that's a good thing he's the um ebullient fast talking spark plug of a formula comedy with a cheap engine though one that putters along harmlessly enough not not so long ago there were three or four christmas movies per holiday season now in the streaming era we have the christmas movie in the industrial complex they roll off the assembly line by the dozens and most of them have a strikingly similar tone derived from around the time that hollywood was making comedies like jingle all the way it's it's a tone at once silly synthetic and cynical debunked in the ac the accesses of the consumer culture but it always builds up to 
a heartwarming way of saying that Christmas still has a soul. Eddie Garrick, um, played by Ludacris, the hero of dashing through the snow, is a 40-ish Atlanta social worker who is separated from his wife, um, Allison, by played by Tiana Paris, and is still trying to spend a quality Christmas Eve with their with their daughter Charlotte, played by Madison Sky, um, Val Valida Validum, excuse me, um, Madison Sky Validum. Um, Eddie wants to win Allison back and isn't doing a good job of it. He got a pathology about Christmas, um, uh, because his own folks broke up on Christmas thirty years ago after he wrote Santa a letter asking for them to stay together and his antsiness about that sacred day is part of his problem it's why ludicrous who has become a winning actor invest eddie with a torch of forlorn sheepishness eddie fastens onto nick because he thinks that nick is a disturbed um derelict derelict and that it's his duty to help him the joke of the movie um which isn't a bad one and it's miracle on 34th street meets barbershop with overbright lighting weight is that every time eddie calls nick the delusional scoundrel he thinks he is nick looks at him with incredible incredulous incredulous eyes and says something like you really don't believe this is at the film flaming him like the overseer of an illegal card game nick tries to summon reindeer with a clicker and his flatulence smells like cinnamon he is most definitely <laughs> <laughs> it's most definitely either Santa Claus or uh, certifiable, uh, but beyond his royal uh, red uh, regalia, he has a secret weapon, which is also the movies. Um, he keeps stopping adults in their tracks by telling them about some gifts, some gift they got when they were a kid, and describing what it meant to them. How could he know all that stuff? In its way, the movie takes you back to that Christmas present you still remember, the one that touched a chord in you and meant everything. Eddie, meanwhile, is a middle-class um, Scrooge who has to find his faith. Standing in his way are the movie's villains, a corrupt congressman um, played by Oscar Nunez who wants to shut down the local homeless shelter and his trio of burglar stooges who are like the meanie the meanies in home alone minus jokes
Dashing Through the Snow was directed by Tim Story from a script by Scott Rosenberg and Story, the, and the director of Barbershop, Ride Along, and most recently, the witty semi-satirical slasher movie, The Blackening, knows how to humanize a formula. Dashing Through the Snow is a tinsel-brained cartoon of a movie, but it's spanked along by hip-hop chestnuts like Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis, and it puts a fresh groovy, no, a fresh groove on holiday movie tropes that for too long have been um, the province of white bread suburbia. Um, it should have been called Blingo all the way. <laughs> Blingo all the way. Oh, wow. And, um, Another movie that's out right now, Candy Cane Lane. And and this is from Deadline as well. Amazon has declared um Candy Cane Lane a smashing success. The holiday offered the holiday offering is the number one film globally on Prime Video in its first three days of release. After premiering on the platform on December 1st, according to the company, though no viewership data was released, Amazon also boosted the Eddie Murphy-led film as the most watched Amazon MGM Studios produced, um, formerly just Amazon Studios, oh boy, um, movie debuted ever in the U.S. and among the top 10 worldwide film debuts ever on the service the last high profile amazon mgm studios film made for stream for streaming on prime was red white and royal blue which was also dubbed a hit by the parent company though candy cane lane appears to have stolen its thunder um some viewership data for Candy Cane Lane will likely be available via Nielsen streaming reports, though the numbers for this week won't be released until January. The sensational debut of Eddie Murphy's first ever Christmas movie, Candy Cane Lane, is a true demonstration of how joyful, family-oriented stories can touch the hearts of viewers around the world, said, said Courtney uh, Valenti head of film streaming and theatrical at amazon mgm studios we are so proud of our wonderful director reginald um hodlin along with the dynamic eddie murphy and tracy ellis ross our partners at imagine entertainment and the rest of the all-star cast and team of creators that brought this original original and festive ip to life in Candy Cane Lane, Murphy stars in this holiday comedy adventure about a man on a mission to win his neighborhood's annual Christmas home decoration contest. After Chris inadvertently makes a deal with a mischievous elf named Pepper, played by Julian Bell, to better his chances of winning, she casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wreaks havoc on the whole town. At the risk of ruining the holidays for his family, Chris, his wife, Carol, played by Tracy Ellis Ross, 
and their three children must race against the clock to break Pepper's spell, battle deviously magical characters, and save Christmas for everyone. The film also stars Tracy Ellis Ross, Thaddeus J. Mixon, Ken Marino, Nick Offerman, uh, Robin Thede, Chris Red, Janaya Walton, Madison Thomas, um, Angela Johnson Reyes, Lobardo Boya, DC Young Fly, who is who, by the way, is on um, Celebrity Squares, by the way. Congratulations to him for having a game show called Celebrity Squares. You can check him out on Mondays at 11 on VH1. Daniel Pinnock, Timothy Simmons, Ricky Lindholm, and Stephen um, Tobolowski. Of course, Candy Cane is directed by Reginald Hudlin, written by Kelly Younger, and produced by Brian Grazer, Eddie Murphy, Karen Lunder, and Sharice Hewitt-Webster. You can check that out. You can check that out on um, Amazon, Amazon MGM. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, you can check that on Prime Video, and you can also check out... um. Dashing through the snow, which I believe it's on um I believe it's on what is it? I think it's on Disney Plus. I think it's on I think it's on Disney Plus. I could be wrong. Um anyway, um all right, so let's get on to um let's get on to the TV stuff, man. Let's get on to the TV stories here, man, because um before I do the Simpsons um thing, before I do the Simpsons, I want to get into no, this is not it. I want to get into um the TV series that YG is producing. And this is TV show checkouts right here, man. Let's get into it right here. Let's get into it right here, right now. Um we haven't heard from YG in a long time, so let's get into his. Let's get into the story right here, man. All right. Um. Okay, on to YG. One second. Okay, um, and this is according to Vibe, um, the website. So, YG is bringing a new drama series to television, and of course, officially confirmed by Deadline on Monday, um, which you could check out. On uh, which you re- which is already out right now, you could check that out. Um, 
It came out on October 23rd. The rapper is set to executive produce Don't Come to L.A. with Amazon MGM Studios. Uh, writer, producer, um, Damani Johnson is enlisted as the showrunner on this project. Um, I got a TV show in the works that I'm working on called Don't Come to L.A. It's a great script. And I've already sold it to a network tease the 33-year-old performer during an interview with um, Numero Netherlands um, last month. I'm not going to tell you which network it is yet. You'll know about it. you know about that very soon. <clears throat> According to Deadline, the series details the experiences of a low-level Los Angeles gangster assigned to protect one of the hottest rappers in the industry by the crime syndicate security company he works for. In his journey, he must learn to navigate both the bloodthirsty gang, gang world and the glitz and glam of the celebrity scene. Um, Don't Come to L.A. is written by Keith Sweat, the second. No, excuse me, Keith Sweet, the second. Um who like YG is native to Southern California, um, specifically the city of Compton. California influenced my sound and style 100%. Everything about what I do is connected to California and my hometown. It encompasses everything from the beats and the temples to the videos, the way I talk, walk and dress, explained by my crazy life musician to Numero Netherlands. I embody the presence of California, representing the West Side, L.A., the mountains, and more. My entire success is deeply rooted in California. It's a full 100% um, influence. Um, Trevor Engelson, Josh McGuire, Scooter Braun, um, James Shin, Scott Manson of SB Projects, um, and Douglas Banker at five all in the fifth are also all executive producers on the pending series. You can check that out for yourselves on you can check that out for yourself on Amazon MGM Studio. Actually, should be actually he didn't even announce it. Yeah, you can check that out for yourself though. So you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, you can check that out. Anyway, yes, so on to the Simpsons, man. Um, on to the Simpsons, man. And that's how I'm gonna end that's how I'm gonna end the episode. Um, right there. Um, and then I'll go to some fun activities to do for the week and weekend next. All right, so um now to the Simpsons story. So um let's see. According to the New York Post, um, after 35 seasons of The Simpsons appears, The Simpsons appears to have released its iron grip on one of the beloved animated series' longest-running gags. Times have changed. Homer Simpson, Homer Simpson announced to wife Marge of Episode 3 of the current batch, referencing the partly patriarch's penchant for strangling son Bart. <laughs> um, 
making um its debut on Fox in, in late 1989. Cartoonist Matt Groening's groundbreaking show was controversial from the start, partly for the the reoccurring scenes where a rage-filled Homer <laughs> works out his frustrations um, over Bart's behavior by squeezing him tightly around his neck, causing the body, no, excuse me, causing the boy's eyes to bulge out. Um, finally, in, in the recent episode titled McMansion and Wife, <laughs> I did see that episode too, man. <laughs> I did see that episode. That was pretty funny too, man. Um, McMansion and wife, the retown and apparently reformed lead character announces he's moved on from the from the torturous tactic during a TT a TT with a new neighbor named um, Tyre. The Independent reported, when Homer goes to shake hands with Tyre, the man comments on his firm grip. Seymour strangling the boy paid off Homer jokes um, before quickly clarifying that he no longer does that. Um, fans were quick to notice the previous unannounced pivot away from the dated disciplinary measure with more than a few postings they're surprised to social media site X. I just found out that after over 30 years, the Simpsons finally has finally retired their long running gag of Homer strangling Bart. Um, user um, Baby Lambs Five said, took them long enough. Oh, wow. I knew my man Homer was gonna learn, replied Sebastian gore three the series has made references to the controversial interaction over the years but still showed homer strangling bart up until season 31 which aired between 2019 to 2020 back during season 2020 back during season 22 an entire episode love is my love is a many strangled thing <laughs> Many strangled thing. Oh wow. Many strangled thing. Oh wow. Many strangled thing. Yes, many love is a many strangled thing. Address the issue of parent on child violence, where Homer attends a fathering enrichment class and is traumatized after a much larger man played by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar makes him feel young, small, and terrified about strangling him. Oh, man. Oh, man. Later in the episode, Homer finds it impossible to carry out the classic punishment on his son. Two seasons later, however, the matriarch of the Simpsons family was back to his old ways, frightening Bart's best friend, in middle house uh by using the chokehold in season 24's love is a many splintered thing oh man this isn't the first time the historically long-running show has bowed to the changing times simpsons producer notably came under fire for hank azaria's portrayal of apu um an indian immigrant 
Kavian store owner with a thick accent. After the release of a 2017 documentary entitled The Problem with Apu, the widely beloved character perceived by some as an embarrassing cliche was phased out. Through my role in Apu and what I created in Hollywood messaging, which is a big deal in in this country and around the world, I helped to create a pretty marginalizing, dehumanizing stereotype, as there is said to filmmaker um, um, Har, Har, no, Hari um, Kondabolu in 2023. Listen, man, before I get to the other, um, the other sister story, I want to say something about this, man. Like, seriously, seriously, man, like, really, it's a fucking cartoon, man. This this is part this is part of their brand. This is part of the census brand for years, okay? And then now you wanna and then you wanna claim about fucking um child abuse. Man, please. That's the fucking lamest um statement that I ever heard. And then and then on top of that, you wanna put all this stupid woke shit. Like enough of the fucking woke shit already, man. Like seriously, nobody wants to watch TV that has wokeness in this shit, man. Like seriously, like this is like enough is enough of the woke shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's where Matt Groening um comes comes in actually, man. <laughs> Which he has a lot to say on that one too, man. And then you wanna and then. I'm watching TMZ, and they try to compare that, and then they try to compare The Simpsons to South Park. South Park and The Simpsons are two different cartoons, okay? The two different cartoons. It's not the same story. It's not the same story or anything like that, all right? It's not the same. They're two different cartoons. One is on Comedy Central, and one is on Fox. So enough of the fucking wokeness shit, man. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody likes nobody likes to watch boring TV that has wokeness in it. You know what I'm saying? Um and yeah, that's just my take on that shit though, man. And to be honest with you, ain't nobody anybody ain't nobody wanna watch a cartoon that doesn't have any um humor in it. All right. That's just my that's just my take on that shit though. You know what I mean? That's my take on that shit. So let me be clear. Let me be clear on that shit, though, man. This is just, this is just my opinion. All right. This is just my opinion. So this is just beyond, beyond me. And if you're going to continue with that wall shit, man, nobody's going to watch that shit, man, for real. Nobody's going to watch that shit, man. Like, that's not, that's not really fun. It's not fun at all. The, the Homer Strangling Bart system is part of the brand. It's part of the gag. You know what I'm saying? And I did notice that um that they don't have the couch gags anymore. So they took that out too. So um it's still the same show, man. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. And enough of the fucking woke shit. Nobody wants to see woke TV. Nobody wants to see that shit. Like, cut it out with that shit. 
anyway, let me see who commented here. Let me, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second here. Hang on a second here. And um, shout outs to shout outs to no curtains. Shout outs to no curtains while gaming. Yeah, shout outs to no curtains with your gotcha. Um <laughs> oh man, listen. All right. Um, so the creator of the Simpsons came on top and basically debunked the whole wokeness shit, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad he did because nobody wants to see that shit. Not me, not anybody for that matter. Like, seriously, enough of the woke shit. Anyway, this is according to people, um, the, the website. Okay, the census patriarch will continue to get aggressive with his son, co-creator and producer James L. Brooks. No, it wasn't Matt Groening. It's co-creator and producer James L. Brooks tells people. All right, so Homer Simpson, who has often strangled son, strangled son Bart for laughs on Fox's long-running animated series, which is part of Animation Domination, seemed to suggest he would change his ways on episode on on the episode mansion and wife which aired on october's 22nd homer um played by dan castanella castellanella dan castellanetta met his new neighbor um tire played by hank azaria who noted um homer had quite a grip when they shook hands see marge stringing stringing the boy has paid off homer quipped to his wife marge played by julie um kavner just kidding i don't do that anymore smiling he added times have changed perhaps not um asked about that episode brooks tells people don't think for a second we're changing anything brooks then showed an illustration of homer strangling bart who was holding a smartphone with a headline that read that read simpsons no more strangling text in a in a word bubble showed homer showing homer yelling at his son why you little click baiting nothing nothing's getting tamed nothing 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 Brooks continues, he'll continue to be strangled if you want to use that awful term for it. He'll continue to be loved by his father, his father in a specific way. Um, despite Brooks' declaration, um, Homer hasn't actually strangled Bart, um, <laughs> which is played by Nancy Cartwright, on on air in some time. According to IGN, Homer last strangled Bart on screen during the show's 31st season, um, which aired from 2019 to 2020. The Simpsons has aired on Fox since 1989. In recent years, The Simpsons has confronted some of its problematic characterizations, most, most notably when the Indian American character Apu um, formerly voiced by um, 
Hank Azaria drew backlash for its portrayal of negative stereotypes. The controversy sparked the 2017 documentary, The Problem with Apu. It's a fucking cartoon, man. It's a fucking cartoon, man. Like, it's a cartoon character. It's not a real person. It's a fictional character. Azaria stepped down from voicing the role in 2020, and Apu has made background appearances since. Um, let's see. I didn't really, I, I really didn't know any better, Azaria said on the Armchair Expert podcast in 2021, according to The Guardian. I didn't think about it. I was unaware how much relative advantage I had received in this country as a white kid from Queens. Just because there were good intentions, it doesn't mean there weren't real negative consequences to the thing that I am accountable for. And for years, Harry Shearer, who is white, voiced the character Dr. Hibbert, who is black. In 2021, Shearer was recast with Kevin Michael Richardson. The Simpsons airs Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox. All right. Look, man. These are fictional characters in The Simpsons, okay? They're fictional characters. All right. And like I said, man, enough the fucking woke shit, man. Nobody wants to fucking um watch a boring ass TV show that that doesn't have any laughs, okay? The Simpsons is the reason why I became a fan of them because because they add humor to it. I even have the T-shirt of the Simpsons on there. You know what I'm saying? And I and I have to say and I have to say, man, people people like that who are claiming child abuse on a cartoon on a cartoon TV series is really out of their fucking minds to even think that you try to they try to make changes on the Simpsons. Like, come on, man. Apu was a fucking fictional character. Okay. Like, seriously, man. Like, come on, man. Like, like seriously, how many Indian actors? And actresses, do you know that actually would have voiced Apu? Like seriously, you you rarely hear about Indian actors or actresses who who would actually play the voice of Apu. Okay, like seriously, like like the fake outrage and the fake backlash has got to fucking stop, man. Like seriously, and it's the same um scenario of what um of what Neon. And Geeky Sparkles from um, Clownfish TV was talking about, man. Shouts to them on YouTube, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like I said, man, man, like I said, man, the co-creator of The Simpsons, please do not change anything, man. Just keep The Simpsons the same, regardless of the stupid crybabies out there, man. Um, claiming violence and shit. If you don't like the violence, if you don't like um, if you don't like the violence on cartoons or whatever, don't fucking watch. Stop trying to ruin everything for everybody. Okay, enough. The, enough is enough. Of the fucking woke shit. Nobody wants it. You know what I'm saying? 
and I get the whole diversity shit, but at the same time, there's a time and a place for everything. You know what I mean? But you can't do that for every you can't do that for every cartoon or every episode or anything like that whatsoever, man. Cause that'll turn people off. The moral of the story is as a TV creator, do not change your content, do not change, you know, your characters or whatever case scenario may be. Um, just just keep the humor, keep the humor juice, keep the hilarious things and jokes and gags and stuff in it. Do not change it for anybody because at the end of the day, you cannot please every fucking body. Even even certain people who are fans, you're not going to be able to please everybody. The only person you need to please is yourself and your accomplishments of what you did, whatsoever. And um, I'm going to make some noise for the co-creator of The Simpsons not going woke on that shit, man. Do for not going woke on that shit, man. It really means a lot to people out there who are fans of The Simpsons, man. I'm gonna make some noise right now, man. Hang on one second after the stupid plane passes. Hold on one second. Yeah, like I said, man, shout out to the co-creators of The Simpsons for not going woke on The Simpsons cartoon and episodes. With the holiday, with Christmas around the corner, man, I wanted to actually um get into another segment right here. I wanted to get into another segment right here, um, another segment right here. That way, I can actually uh, yes, let's get into into another segment that I like to call remains to be seen and this is an event this is an event uh, for all you people out there that's looking for something christmas related i got you right here and this is basically pertaining to um what is it what is it where is it where is it where is it where is it, where is it? 
Yes, so Field of Light. We're going to start right there, man, with Field of Light and and the segment of Remains to be Seen. Let's do this. Let's go. With Christmas looming two weeks away, or make that one week away, actually, if you will, and I know a lot of people doing doing your um, Christmas shopping right now and all that great stuff right there. So um, we're going to start with Field of Light. And um, according to their website right here, um, according to their website, you um, are going to enjoy this. This is something to enjoy, folks. Um, all right. So uh, Field of Light at freedom plaza all right so opening friday december 15th spanning more than six acres on manhattan's east side east side from 38th street to 41st street east of first day avenue field of light at freedom plaza will feature any will feature an array of 17,000 low light fiber optic stem spears that will illuminate with a slow, subtle um, change of hue. Guests will be fully immersed in the installation as they are invited to walk the winding um, path through the ethereal painted landscape framed by the city's iconic skyline and the East River waterfront made possible by the uh, Sullivan Foundation Field of Light at Freedom Plaza will welcome guests free of charge and present and present meaningful opportunities for community engagement and educational programming. Of course, you can get your tickets. Um, you can get your tickets and stuff right there. Um, let's see. So, um, let's. Let's talk about the directions if you plan on going there. So the directions includes Field of Light at Freedom Plaza is located um, between East 38th Street and East 41st Street and First Day Avenue and the FDR Drive. The entrance to the field is on 41st Street. And if you're going by subway and along on the railroad um, or Metro North or whatever by subway, uh, rail nearest subway is 42nd Street Grand Grand Central Station servicing the four, five, six, and seven, seven trains, and Times Square shuttle subways, Metro North um, Railroad, and Long Island Railroad. By bus is by bus includes um, the M42 along 42nd Street. And 15 along First and Second Avenues. By ferry, nearest ferry terminal is East 34th Street, where the Soundview, East River, and Astoria NYC ferries routes stop from the ferry dock. Walk on the First Day Avenue of the First Day Avenue to Field of Light. And if you're going by bike, there are no areas in Field of Light to park and lock a bike. Park and lock. Park and lock at your own risk. 
there is a city bike docking station on First Day Avenue near 40th Street. And if you're traveling by car, Fear the Light does not have parking and street parking in the immediate vicinity of Fear the Light is limited. There is a nearby parking garage at 685 First Day Avenue. Um, yeah. Let's see. All right. So, I don't know about all this. So, there you have it right there. Okay, let's go to the Los Angeles area right here, man. Um, and um, and this is the My Teresa and Flamingo Estate Gingerbread House. This is from timeout.com the website that i'm using um if you love the smell of gingerbread this branded pop-up in highland park might be up your alley from december um first to the 24th um thursday to sunday 11 a.m to 6 p.m you can stop in and view the life-size gingerbread re recreation of parts of flamingo estate the lifestyle brand headquartered at an impeccably decorated Eagle Rock home that's been featured in the New York Times um, and other glossy fashion and lifestyle publications. You can also shop at My Teresa's Fashion Showdown, including gingerbread replicas of Vivian Westwood dresses and Bottega um. Veneta's famous sardine bag by using um, the QR codes. Stop by the Flamingo Estate retail pop-up next door for adorably shaped $6 gingerbread cookies. 100% um, of cookie proceeds will be donated to LAUSD schools. There you go. There you go right there, man. Sounds very charitable. <clears throat> all right. Um, all right, let me continue here. Yes, so the Flamingo Estate Shop uh, located at 5634 North Figueroa Street, Highland Park, um, 90042. Yes, 90042. Um, and it's a free event, and it's from Thursday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, of course, 
These are the dates from December 14th through the 24th. Same time, 11 a.m. All right. Now we can go to, um, we can go to the, uh, oh, wait a minute here. Here's something for, for you folks in L.A. to know about. And it's called the Newport Beach Christmas Boat Parade. Ah, the joys of Christmas in the Mediterranean climate where boat owners can deck out the ships in holiday lights and set sail without the impediment of icy weather. For the 115th year, the Newport Beach Christmas Boat Parade is doing just that as over 100 decorated yachts and ships parade around a 14-mile circuit in the Newport Harbor. Um, you can see the parade for free during each of the five nights from any bay facing point along the harbor. Um, of course, Marina Park, which also hosts a holiday market, is the go-to spot. But there are also reserved seats, dining packages, and cruises available for purchase. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, this is taking place at the Balboa Fun Zone, which is located at 600 East Bay Avenue, Newport Beach, California, and and it's nine two nine two six six nine two six six one, and and of course the price is free. Um, at W, it's it's free event. The website is www.christmasboatparade.com. And yes, <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. And you can get more information on that website as well. Um, the hell's going on here? That's not what I meant here. Um, hold on one second. Um, where was uh yes, um where was uh yes, yes, yes. Um my Teresa. Oh yeah. So, um, there's Beyond the Streets Holiday Market, which starts from December 16th through um December 17th. Stock up on street art, books, prints, apparel, shirts, and signed pieces by founder Roger Gassman during the during this holiday market at Gallery Beyond the Streets. And um, let me see. Let me see. Um, and also um. Maiden Market Welcome Pop-Up and Fundraiser. This soon-to-open West Adams Dining Complex by Rose um, Previte um, is throwing a welcome pop-up complete with holiday pop-up shops from local businesses plus food and drink from Maiden Poncho's um, Poncho's um, 
um, Tla Yudas, Tamales, Alina, E. Anto, Antohitos, Newell, and more. And um, so Rose Previte, the Lebanese American chef behind Washington, D.C.'s um, Michelin starred Maiden. Okay, so um, Smog Check Thursdays, the cleverly named companion to the Broad's exhibition, Desire, Knowledge, and Hope, which Smog brings half-hour-long half literary, literary readings and spoken word performances in front of the master John um, Baldessari. Desser, hold on. Um, Baldessari. Um, piece that lent its name to the show. Um, it starts from December 14th through January 25th of 2024. Okay, so let me see. <laughs> um, Ben Schwartz, one of the most talented improv performers. Um, period. C. Schwartz, perhaps best known as Park and Rex. Um, Gene. Raphael, and now as the voice of Sonic and as a surprise assembly of friends take the stage. And this takes place at um, La, Cien La Cienega um, December 14th. All right. Let me go into it. Make sure. So this is so this is um this takes place at Largo at the Coronet, three six six, um, North La Cien La Cienega, um, Boulevard, Los Angeles, California. Um, and this is um, and you can go to the website rejectedjokes.com/tour for more information on how to get tickets and how much. So this is so this is gonna be um, forty six dollars. One at seven thirty, and the other one at nine fifteen p.m. All right, so let's see. Um, and Santa Monica, Santa Monica Pub Crawl. Um, of course, obviously, um, you walked, donated, and volunteered all in the name of charity. Now here's your chance to drink for those in need. Gather your friends and join other do-gooders at this annual Santa Monica pub crawl. A $20 a minute free benefiting the Westside Food Bank allows you to participate in one of the three routes around Santa Monica to experience drink and food specials at some of the city's um, best spots including the Victorian Jameson Irish Pub and more. Sign up online and collect a wristband on the day of the event, then crawl from spot to spot on foot for single-digit dollar food and drink deals. All right. Um, let me look for the... Yeah, I meant to mention the website for my Teresa and Flamingo. Um, well, there's no website actually. I'm sorry, there's no website for for this. So, um, 
there's no website for it. I'm, I do apologize for that one. Um, anyway, um, where were we? Um, all right. Um, the other, the other um places for California. Um, for you folks in Los Angeles, California, you can check out. Um, you can check out the website at www.timeout.com. Um, slash um, and you can. And you click on Los Angeles, and you're gonna see uh, some categories, and you're gonna see things to do, things to do for the week. All right, things to do for the week, and things to do for the weekend. So there you have it, right there. And we're gonna go to New York, actually, starting with the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. All right. So the fat, the fabulous holiday icon of NYC, the Rockefeller Rockefeller Christmas tree is a must-see for both local and visitors, locals and visitors during the holiday season. Whether you whether you are stopping by before ice skating on the rink at Rockefeller Center or just passing through on the way to Times Square, want to see the tree lit up at night um, for the first time during a ceremonious flip of a switch. The Rockefeller Center tree lighting is certainly one of the best NYC events in November. But there are also a ton of festive things to do around the landmark as well. Um, we'll tell you everything you need to know from uh, from how to get tickets to the Radio City Christmas Spectacular to where to get where to grab winter cocktails nearby. Hang on a second here. Um, yeah. So, so the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree will be lit daily from 5 a.m. to midnight daily after a special light up night ceremony on Wednesday, which took place Wednesday, November 29th. On Christmas Day, the tree is lit for 24 hours, and on New Year's Eve, it is lit from 5 a.m. to 9, 9 p.m. The tree goes dark for the season at 10 p.m. on January 13th. And, um, yeah, in case you want to visit, um, um, for those who want to know where to find the Rockefeller Rockefeller Christmas tree. So, as the name says, the Rockefeller the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is located at Rockefeller Center Plaza on 49th Street between Fifth and Sixth Avenues. Um, yeah, so you can hitch a ride on the B, D, F, and M train to 47th to 50th streets for Rockefeller Center. How big is the tree, you ask? This year's tree selected from the Binghamton area measures in at 80 feet tall. The, gi the, gigantic, the gigantic Norway spruce stretches 43 43 feet in diameter and weighs 12 tons. More than 50,000 multicolored LED lights wrapped around the towering tree. It's topped with a three-dimensional Swarovski um, star that weighs 900 pounds and sparkles with 3 million crystals. Architect Daniel um, um, 
lip lip skin life skin designed the stunning star in 2018 um why is this rockefeller um christmas tree famous the giant spruce is one of the most beloved christmas trees in the nation um, the Rockefeller Center tree tradition dates back almost a century. In 1931, construction workers building Rockefeller Center put up a Christmas tree, and the tradition began. Two years later, in 1933, the, for, the, the first formal Rockefeller Center tree lighting ceremony was held. That was held. That tree sported 700 lights. Um, now, more than a century later, it's become a time-honored tradition with its glamorous star and colorful lights. What's not to love? Yeah. <laughs> that is that is interesting right here, man. What's not to love? Ha! It is interesting, man. And like I said, man, like I said, man, Um, if you, if you want more fun activities, of course, I did mention about the New York Botanical Garden holiday train that's going on right now, and it's not going to stop until January 2024. So let me just get to the whole, um, hang on a second here, hang on a second here, man. So the MTA pop-up shop, if you are, if you've always dreamt of owning a piece of new york here's your chance the mta is hosting yet another memorabilia and collectibles pop-up shop later this month on december 13th 14th and 15th new yorkers with a flair for local transit finds will get to purchase subway signs grab holds and other rare transit collectibles at the event in south brooklyn according to a tweet by the mta some more details the outdoor sale will be held from 9 a.m to 2 p.m as a pickup only event you won't be able to purchase a piece and ask the staff to ship it to you although open to to the public all attendees must email assign waiver in, in advance or bring one to the event to gain a minutes you can download and fill out the document right here as for what will actually be on sale that's a bit of a mystery well well mta um that's interesting right there um that's a bit interesting right there um let's see let me see if i mentioned if i mentioned anything um what else man yeah um let's get to yes the washington square park tree framed perfectly inside the park's famous arch um washington square's park beautiful tree is sight is a sight to behold see the beautifully lit 40 45 foot tree throughout the holiday season from lit from 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. daily. Also mark your calendars for Christmas Eve caroling on Friday, December 4th, December 24th. Wait a minute here. The 24th is a Monday. It's not a Friday. It's not a, it's not a Friday. It's a Monday, folks. There must be a typo here. And we got the Central Park holiday lights. Um, 
for more than 25 years, the Central Park Conservancy. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Central Park Conservancy has been draping the Charles A. Dana Discovery Center in holiday lights, which are illuminated every night during the season. Don't miss the flotilla of, of trees on the Harlem Mirror. Oh, boy. Okay, first and foremost, let me see if this is if this is a free event. Let me see. Let me see this shit. Um yes, this is a free event. This is a free event of the Washington of the Washington Square Park Tree. This is a free event, folks. And for the Central Park Holiday Lights, this is also a free event as well. Um, let's see. Where the hell? What? Where the hell am I? Oh, and um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, where were we? Where were we? Um, yes. Um, we're gonna get to. So we have the Diker Heights Christmas lights. Um, we have the Gingerbread City at the Seaport. The Gingerbread NYC, the Great Borough Bake Off. Um, the Gingerbread Lane. Christmas Spectacular starring the Radio City Rockettes. NYC Scandinavian style outdoor spas, um, Nolita Night Market. Um, I'm not even gonna go to the stupid AI shit. Anyway, um, NYSCI's um Big Bubble Experiment, which takes place in um the Hall of Science in Queens, um. And um, we have the, uh, let me see, we have, um, let me see, um, let me see if we got any stuff. Okay, so we have the M, the A-M-N-H's um, origami holiday tree. All right, so we got that. Um, the Bryan Park Winter Village, I'll read talked about that holiday markets um we have the ice skating ice skating in central park um glide at brooklyn bridge park i already mentioned about the uh i already i already mentioned about um luna park which um with um frost fest which is going on right now. If you're in the Brooklyn area, you can check that out and, and you can get more information in terms of um, whether there's tickets or whatever um, and the prices and stuff. So, and we have Lightscape at Brooklyn Botanical Garden and this is going through January 1st. Um, and the price ranges from $34 to $39 and $17 to $17 for kids so there you have it right there 
how they express toys and trains from the journey collection so you got that from this started from november 24th and it ends through february 24th and of course i just talked about this in episode 305 and 312 and on other stuff the holiday train show that takes place at grand central terminal it's it's already going on now and it ends until february 25th 2024 make sure you go ahead and get your tickets and stuff and everything else in between and this is from the botanical garden um new york botanical garden yes make sure you get your tickets let me see if there's any website oh boy okay so oh boy oh boy oh boy boy. yeah grand central terminal yes i'm pretty sure y'all pretty know where that is so this is a ninth East 42nd Street, New York, 10017. And, of course, you can call at 212-878-0106. And it's $5. And you can check out the uh, Black Bowed um, Hosting website for more information. For more information. All right. So, and, um, yes, so... The New York Botanical Garden Glow, uh, which is happening right now. So, so we have the New York Botanical Garden Glow, which takes which is starting right now. So, Glow is available to select dates through um, January thirteenth. You can get your tickets, get your tickets. So, the holiday train show tickets, and this is for fifty dollars. Wait, hold on, fifty four dollars for adults, thirty nine dollars for for um children um ages between two and twelve yes 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 new york botanical garden holiday train show which is going on now and it goes through january 15 2024 make sure you check out glow make sure you check out the website where you can get your tickets at the the new york botanical garden um website and um yes yeah, so luminaries at brookfield place uh it's open daily through january 6th through yeah january 6 2026 between 10 a.m and 8 p.m so there you have it right there man and i will save the rest i'll save the rest um for a future episode for more christmas stuff all right I think I'm going to wrap up here. Hold on one, one second. All right, I think I'm going to wrap up right here, right now, man. And this is going to be the very last segment of the day, which is going to be stream choices on the go, man. This is where I tell you where you can actually, you know, follow the podcast, subscribe to, subscribe on every streaming platform and all the other stuff right there. So let's do this. All right, make sure you follow the podcast on Facebook alongside with um, Threads. 
And of course, Instagram, which is off the meat red chains and why, which is also off the meat red chains, New York Avenue podcast, alongside with um my other podcast shows that I do, which is excellent fun, vibrant talks podcast, the sports um edition show platform that I do, the review show, which is meticulous vibe juice podcast, alongside with myself, G Money Stacks Triple Five in Queens, New York, and turning your notifications for postings. And when I'm going to be on Instagram Live, especially with the Instagram Live um, videos that I'm going to that I post after I finish recording and everything else in between. So there you have it right there. And if you go to my link tree, if you go to my link tree, of course, um, if you go to my link tree, if you go to my link tree, right? If you go to my link tree, you're gonna see a whole list of all streaming platforms in the bio which says linktree slash gmoney stacks triple five and when you go there you're going to see a whole list of streaming platforms for you to listen stream and watch and you can also comment on on the gram as well man um don't worry um don't worry right there and um listen listen man um All right, starting with Odyssey, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon, Music Breaker, Bullhorn FM, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Hound, Pod Opolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, Snipped, Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the place for you to listen to music, radio, and podcasts for free. You don't need a debit card or credit card to download iHeartRadio or any other streaming platform apps that I just mentioned. Um, of course, you can download these streaming platforms onto your, onto your phones, which includes iPhones, Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, laptops includes um apple mac and dell laptops which includes windows all right make sure you subscribe to um the podcast on iHeartRadio, and also and also do the same with the other streaming platforms which includes youtube make sure you go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the youtube channel page alongside with alerts so you can know when each episode is going to be um recording include including the the day the date and the time and of course stay tuned for more video video um content including um live episode um recordings of the podcast and and of course leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and of course, shouts to the crew from um from No Curtain, No Curtains while gaming. Um, you know what I'm saying? And um and be sure to share the episodes, share the videos alongside with alongside with um alongside with um listening, streaming, and watching the episodes in case you miss any 
episodes whatsoever. It's all there. Don't worry. And um, of course, download the episodes, including your favorite episodes, and and of course, add the podcast to your favorite playlist, whether it's on Spotify, Odyssey, Audible, um, Castbox FM, Deezer, um, Google Podcasts, Moon FM Podcast, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and and other streaming platforms wherever you get your podcast. All right. And um, tell me what you think about today's today's topics in this episode in the comments below on on the YouTube channel page and um, and all that great stuff right there, including the Simpsons, which will not be changing its content on wokeness. Fuck the wokeness, man. Anyway, anyway, be sure to also tell a friend to another friend. Um, share the episodes, share the videos, tell a friend to another friend, spread the word, word of mouth is important, and and also be sure to be sure to um um be sure to share the link share the link tree that says link tree slash G Money Stacks Triple Five along with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends. The people you're cool with from work and and everything else in between, and I also want to remind people. Um, hold on a minute. Let me remind people, man. Um, you can also follow me on Discord. You can follow me on Discord in case you want to chat with me about your days. Um, I have some sections where you can actually um, interact with me. Whether it's about whether it's about um, you know, whether it's about um, music like hip hop, rap. Um, of course, chat with me about your day, how's work, sports. T- movies, TV shows, video video game reviews, and all that other stuff in between. The only thing I'm not doing is politics, okay? I'm not doing that. So that's Discord at GMoneyStacks555, all right? Also, also, if you like to make a charitable donation, um, if you like to make a charitable donation, you can go to... Um, you can go to either option, which is Cash App, Dollar Sign, G Money Stacks, Triple Five, or my PayPal, which is G Money Stacks, Queens, New York. So there you have it right there. All right. You don't need a lot of money to actually show moral support. It's all about doing the best you can on whatever amount of money you choose and desire will be appreciated. So there you have it right there. Um, what else, man? What else I wanted to mention here? Something else I wanted to mention here, actually. Um... Yeah. 
you like to know um, some fun activities to do for the week or the weekend, you can check out um, the two websites, which is www.timeout.com and also for the people in New York, www.amny.com slash things to do for the weekend. And then, and and for the timeout website, which is going to be um, www.timeout.com slash things to do for the week or things to do for the weekend. All right, so there you have it right there, man. All right, give me a second here. Yes, you can check out. You can check out the episodes anytime you want on every streaming platforms whatsoever. Um, that's gonna do it for me, man. I'm up out of here. Um, I'm your man G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode 314, um, which is dedicated to um Beans Bagels, um titled Um uh, Mixtures of Cereal Snacks on donut brands on donut bread excuse me um and by the way a little fun a little bit of fun fact about um beans bagels i did see a picture of one of the bagels that has like you know cereals like um fruity pebbles and all the other stuff and i thought it was interesting to see and it's and it's a little weird and in a sense though but i suggest you try um beans bagels right there they got some cool stuff in there. Check out their website, beansbagels.com. And yeah, I'm up out of here, man. Peace and one love. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your Christmas and all that great stuff. I hope you're done with your Christmas shopping. I know it can be stressful, especially trying to gain customers if you're entrepreneurs out there. And even though it may be a little slow, don't give up on your goals and dreams. And like I said, man, remember, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. If you want something, you have to work hard and get, you have to work hard and earn it in order for you to get it. All right? So, New York was a built in a day. And, and of course, you know, do something that clicks to you, that makes sense. Follow your heart your goals, your dreams, and, of course, um, be on your P's and Q's on a consistency basis, creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision, all right? Don't let anybody stop you from doing what you love, all right? You know, follow your heart. Do what works for you. Find your niche. Um, be confident in your craft. And do everything that you can to succeed and you know do something that makes you smile all right that's it peace out one love enjoy the enjoy your christmas and everything else in between i love y'all y'all could have listened to any podcast in the whole world but you chose to listen to my new york avenue podcast platform i truly appreciate y'all for helping me reach over 300 episodes now we have to 314 episodes and i do apologize for not posting any new 
um, episodes on streaming platforms. I have to redo episodes 303 and 305, the audio episodes again, so I can post it. So, um, so just be patient with me, man. I had a lot going on for myself. So, you know what I mean? And I got y'all. Peace out. Good night, everybody. One love. Peace out. Good night, everybody. Yo, what's up, everyone at home? You want to hear more from me? I need your help on a couple of things. Go follow Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast on Facebook, Threads, and Instagram. Tap on the notifications so you can know when I will be on Instagram live recording podcast episodes. Plus, you can do the same with YouTube on my channel, G Money Stacks Triple Five. Grab the subscribe button for more live video episodes. Click on the notification bell and alerts as reminders of the date, day, and time when each episode recording will be on the air via live stream. You can also share your thoughts on the topics of each episode in the comments section. If you miss any new or previous episodes, don't worry. You can catch up in my link tree slash gmoneystacks555 with the links to listen, stream, and watch on every streaming platform, including Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can download and add the podcast to your playlist of your favorite episodes. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator. Thank you so much for, for tuning in, listening, streaming, rocking with me, and watching me on the podcast. One love. Peace out.